Welcome to the Courage Rising Podcast. I am Genevieve, and I am dedicated to shining a light on women's stories of empowering themselves through struggle, hardship, and pain, and creating beautiful lives of purpose, passion, and love, showing us what it means to truly thrive after trauma. Each week, I release a new interview with women showing great courage in sharing their stories. To connect with the Courage Rising community on an even deeper level, join the free Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Courage Rising podcast. Thank you for joining us where stories change lives. Hi, loves. Thank you for tuning in to the Courage Rising podcast. On today's episode, I am interviewing Caitlin Vicare. Caitlin is passionate about helping women recover from codependency using the principles of spirituality and manifestation and is in the works of building her first launch. She's so exciting. Um, she loves all things higher consciousness and helping people find meaning from their past traumas as she has found meaning from hers. So thank you so much for joining me and doing this with me, Caitlin. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much, Genevieve, for having me. Uh, this is my first podcast interview, so I'm very excited. Yay! I love that. That's so great. I love that because I feel like so many, there's so many women that um, want to be sharing their stories and whatnot, but it can be a little scary, right, to jump on and do something like this. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I'm, I'm such an open person that I feel like I have a duty to tell my story because so many people don't, right? So, like, you might as well. If, if, it's, if you think you can, just go for it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, right? Because not everybody can tell their story, right? There's so many reasons why. So the fact that you are is amazing and so inspiring. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So I'd love to start off with just sort of what your life looks like now before we kind of go back in time. Um, like what, what does your life look like now and what does thriving look like to you? For me, thriving is really just focusing on yourself and like doing the inner work to consciously heal your past trauma so that you can move on to that next phase of your life. Because I feel like you know, so many people allow trauma to block them in life um, from, from like progressing, making those up levels and everything. And it was just this year where I became super conscious of the fact that like, I need to heal my own trauma. And for me, that involves speaking about it, like on a public platform. That's, <laughs> that's the best way for me to do it. So I, like I created my YouTube channel this year and I just started unloading all my past history and trauma and um but in a like a fun light way so that people could relate to it um so yeah really just focusing on yourself uh inner work self-help stuff um yeah yeah it's like building your dream life <laughs> yeah absolutely building your dream life um awesome and how did you decide that you wanted to speak up about it um it's kind of funny because like even when I was younger I would have these visions of me speaking about my life publicly as an adult so I kind of knew like years in advance but it wasn't until um this past year where I felt like 
I just had to start sharing on the internet. Like as soon as we had the quarantine, I was, and I, I needed an outlet for expression because I wasn't seeing anyone <laughs> anyway. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to open a channel and um, say whatever is on my mind, but doing it in a way that can help people. And uh, yeah, so it was really just recently. That's beautiful, but you had visions and like started this <laughs> knowing about it. I've always had like some visions in life, I, but it wasn't until um, these, these past couple years where I realized like, oh shoot, these visions are coming true. So it's not, I thought it was just um, visualizing, but then they turned out to be like actual visions. So yeah. Wow, that's incredible. And how young were you when you remember like first having these? I was about like I would say prepubescent like 10 11 um and and then once I turned 13 that's when like my whole consciousness just shifted but it was always like around those ages I would receive a few but then it kind of got more intense uh once I was like in my 20s I would say um but yeah they've just kind of always been there it's just I never I never realized that these were visions because I've always been like a visual person so I would just visualize things anyway in my free time so when I would get a vision I didn't realize it was actually kind of like predicting the future in a way um, or or it would be more like a sense of knowing like I just knew something was going to happen uh, and then it ended up happening Wow, I love that. That's so fascinating. I, you know, I struggle with something similar. I think a lot of people do where you think that it's just your imagination, right? And everyone yeah. just kind of like, they just like um, dismiss imagination. It's like, oh, you're just imagining. Oh, it's just imagination. But then like come to find out, right? Imagination is such a powerful tool. And like, it's so interwoven with like premonition and visioning and everything. So I love that. Because I really believe in like manifestation. So if you visualize something, it will manifest. So it just, so it's hard to, to draw the line between like a manifestation and a vision. Because if you're envisioning something and it comes true, did it come true because it was a psychic vision or because you manifested it, you know? But I don't know. Either way, I think life is pretty magic in that way. So it's kind of cool. Right. Right. Because like either way it works. Right. <laughs> Whatever you call it, it works. So it's fine. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love that. All right. So yeah, let's go back um, in time and sort of what your life used to look like. Um, so starting like in childhood and coming through there. Yeah. So with childhood, I mean, I, I was raised in a family that had a really hard time um, expressing emotion. Right. So like, even though, even though, there was nothing really wrong with us. Like we loved each other, but no one knew how to express love or any sort of emotion. It was like, um, we just had to be happy all the time. So I really felt extremely pressured uh, to just be happy 24 seven, because that was the only way I would get love and attention. But if I were to ever like um, have an outburst or get angry, at someone in my family, it would be this big thing. Like it was very, it was like we would get yelled at just for expressing our feelings in a way. Um, so I felt really pressured to be happy all the time and to just like stuff down my pain and trauma 
And I feel like that really uh, bottled it up inside of me for the longest time. I just, I learned how to hold on to trauma and just keep it bottled in because the expression of it was never allowed. Um, so I did that for, for like my whole life and which is what uh, caused all the problems I'm sure I'll soon be talking about, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like repression is such a huge theme um, and right. I mean, the emotions don't go away. They're still there. Right? We just have stuffed yeah. them down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like what did that um, look like sort of coming out of um, childhood and whatnot? Well, I was, a, I was always a, a people pleaser for sure. Um, like I felt the need to just make people like me and not do anything to push them away or upset them. So again, like I think it was, it was just the fact that I was so good to holding on to pain. So it didn't matter what anyone would do to me. I would never retaliate. I would never show my disdain for it. I would just allow people to mistreat me and I would just hold on to the pain of it for years. And then it, I kind of became like a magnet for people's pain. Like I, I was very, um, I was very like quiet and shy all throughout my uh, grade school years. And then I was like very bullied in high school just for being the, the loner kid. Like I didn't have friends, so they would bully me for that. And then it was always very difficult for me to make friendships in, as an adult too. Um, and I would just attract people who just wanted to take advantage of me because I was so, like I was such a people pleaser and I knew how to keep everything bottled up. So I was a very good like outlet for other people's pain and, and trauma like they would just kind of throw it on me so yeah yeah that's a lot to be holding on to yeah yeah so then what did that look like um going into like your relationships and whatnot well definitely I attracted a lot of um like narcissists manipulators that kind of thing uh, I was in a lot of like emotionally abusive relationships. I was in one physically abusive relationship. And for the longest time, I just couldn't see it. Like I couldn't see the problem with it because I feel like I was so used to being someone's emotional punching bag my whole life. Like I was just used to it. It was, to me, that was just normal life. And I didn't see the problem with it. And so, yeah, I was just in a lot of... Um, the toxic relationships, like codependency. And it was like for years, all I cared about was being in a relationship. I totally stopped caring about my own life. I, I didn't have any goals or ambitions. Like I couldn't even see a future for myself. The only thing I wanted was to be with someone right now, was someone to love me right now. And that was like, I chased that for years. Um, and yeah, it was just, it, uh, <laughs> none of that, none of that was, it was good for me, but it taught me a lot in the end. Yeah. So what do you think um, you were, like, what do you think was the pattern there of just chasing after relationships and making that the only focus? Like, what do you think your subconscious was sort of trying to resolve there? Definitely, uh, I figured out that it was trying to resolve 
the the love I never felt like I got as a child. Um, I felt like I was searching for, you know, how they kind of say we we reenact the patterns of our childhood trauma in adulthood. And I feel like that's what I was doing. I was just attracting these people who didn't know how to express love or express any emotion, which again was the kind of family I was raised. So I was drawn to these people who kind of reminded me of my family in a way, not, not that they were like as bad, but um, it was just, yeah, they didn't know how to express emotion. So they would um, just like a lot of emotional abuse and uh, manipulation. And I felt like I was just running in circles, trying to make someone love me. But like that, that never, I, I just quick, quickly realized that that's impossible. You can't make anyone love you. And it's, it's kind of useless. Um, you have to love yourself. So like, that was the, the final conclusion I came to yeah, so was there a point at which where you hit like a rock bottom or a point where it got like at its worst or something? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've had many rock bottoms. Um, <laughs> I, one of them was, yeah, <laughs> there's not, there's never just the one rock bottom. <laughs> um, one of them was definitely when I was in my first relationship and this was like emotionally, physically abusive relationship and I would just, I would feel crazy almost every day. Like, um, like anytime he would, he would like ignore me for too long because we did a lot of long distance or like anytime he would be um, like showing interest in other women, I would go crazy. And I, I felt all this frustration in my body needing to be released. And this was really like, this is the only area in my life where I have done this and it, I haven't done this in so long. And it's not, it's actually not something that I have even talked about yet, but I feel the need to share it now. Um, but I would I basically like self harm, but I would use my nails and I would cut, like I would scratch my legs until they bled. And like, I felt like I was a crazy person, but I, I needed to release the pain in some way and to me that was the only way I could and it it worked like in the moment you know um but it just made me feel like like I was crazy uh and and I just never told anyone about it and and I'm and it, I, it's something I would tell like um like my partners in relationships but again because they were emotionally abusive they I think they they didn't mind it like they kind of expected that's that stuff from me because they knew how vulnerable I was and they that's kind of what they wanted so yeah I mean I think there's so many people that go through that and the fact that you're able to talk about it is so incredibly inspiring um right because it's like a mechanism of some sort of release while still internalizing right when we've just internalized everything um it's still like this internalized pain, but it's a way to at least let something out, right? Yeah, it's like, I didn't have the, the, the right tools. I didn't know how to properly release trauma in a healthy way, you know? So this was like, that was my way of doing it years ago, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
So then what was the point where you real you started to have awareness that what was happening was not okay around you? Um, I would, I mean, I don't know if there was like a one point because I feel like it, I very slowly evolved out of toxic relationships. Um, it was kind of like, I mean, now that I'm looking at the timeline of it with each relationship that I went in after that, they would get somewhat better. It was like less and less abusive each time. However, they were still emotionally abusive or manipulative in some way. They just weren't as intense as the previous relationship. So I very slowly evolved out of that, those toxic patterns and I got to see so many sides and like so many different um, areas of, of those kind of relationships. I don't know if there was one pivotal moment because even when I was in like the worst relationship, I, I would endure the pain because I felt like the love I received from them was worth it. Um, it was like I was just, I was brainwashed or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said earlier, this, when this is the type of environment that you're raised in, like it's normal, like it's completely normalized. And I feel like that's why sometimes those incremental steps are so important when we're literally going from like this is what we think normal life is and it's and we're trying to um, remove ourselves from that toxic patterning it's like we don't even know what any other life looks like right and so we have to like take all these little steps to start like actually learning a new way of being right exactly because you can't just jump from a toxic abusive relationship to a healthy one like, and the fact that I didn't take any breaks, I was literally jumping. Like, like I think I went, um, I had five relationships within six years. So like, I had no breaks, <laughs> like I jumped and I never got to, to work on myself during that time. So that's why it was like slow growth um, and like baby steps, but yeah, I, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So what did it look like to you to start to learn self-love? Um, I'd say a f there was like a few books that I just started reading some self-help books. Um, but again, this was like happened very slowly. Like I think I got into the, the power of now and uh, you are a badass and those kind of books. Um, and then like, I started uh, slowly listening to podcasts and um, and yeah, I, I really didn't start the like path of, of the whole self-help thing until I was completely done with relationships. Um, so it was like last year when I had my very last breakup Ever. then I started getting more into like self-help and I started like making my own music and just discovering other sides of myself that I never got to discover because I was constantly distracted with relationships um, so yeah it was it was happened slowly over time but um, and then I had my I feel like I had my spiritual awakening like earlier this year and that's when I really got into the whole world of like higher consciousness and how everything is energy and 
everything's an illusion and <laughs> like it made me realize that I literally had created my own life and experiences from the trauma that was just swirling around in my own head and I started to take responsibility for my life rather than blame everyone from my past because I don't believe in blaming people for your life it's so much more empowering to take responsibility for it so that's what I started doing this year and that alone has like completely shifted my reality. That's beautiful, right? Because when we take responsibility for it, I feel like it's different from, I think some people think of it as self-blame, but actually it's like incredibly empowering because it doesn't have to be self-blame. It can just be like, oh, there's another way to do this. And I have the power to do that. Like how incredible. Yeah, because like if you keep blaming other people, that means you have you have no control over your own life but if you accept responsibility for your past that means you do have control over your present and future like you have control over everything so that's like that gives you all the power back you know yeah absolutely i found that to be so empowering so how did you make the decision to not enter another relationship after your last one um so that one that one was very unexpected I was already at a point in my life where I was like I'm done with the relationships you know like and then I just happened to meet this this guy and um I again like I felt totally sucked back into it like I felt like I couldn't even control myself um and I think I think he he kind of knew I was in a vulnerable state but I just allowed myself to like fall hard and fast and um, it didn't last very long, but the reason the breakup was so profound on me was because I felt like, oh, this is my person. Uh, I never want to date anyone else again after this. And, and then as soon as it happened, like, as soon as um, he, he just kind of like randomly broke up with me, it, I felt it was a very uh, spiritual experience, the breakup, because in that exact moment, I could feel like a gunshot to my heart. It was as if someone had literally shot me in the heart. And I've never experienced that in my life before. And it was so intense. I had to like crouch down and like, like, like I had just got shot. Like, <laughs> and, and then ever, ever since then, I felt like that old version of me, like the part of me that was relying so much on other people to love me, I felt like that part of me died completely in that moment. Like he managed to kill that, that girl inside of me, the one that was codependent and needed a relationship. And after that, I was really like, yeah, I'm, I'm done dating. Like, this is it. This is, like I, be, I transformed and I became this whole other person. And um, I totally lost all interest and in even just meeting new people in with the intention of it being like a relationship like I just lost all interest in that and I became super focused on myself and um like personal development and all that stuff yeah I love how um self-love the self-love journey always seems to be I mean it makes sense obviously but it always seems to be so tied to like getting to know ourselves right and you mentioned that how you started making music and you got to know these parts of yourself that you'd never even really met before 
Um, and so what was that process like? Or what is, I'm sure you're still going through that, right? We all are. So what is that process like? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, it was funny because that was another, the whole thing with me starting to make music um, was another transformative experience because like uh, basically it was someone someone tried to break into my old place um, in the middle of the night. And because I had so much adrenaline in my body and I felt, I felt like, uh, you know, when you feel like your life is in danger or like uh, someone is threatening your life, it kind of brings out this like monster in you where you feel unstoppable. You're like, you know what, if, if, if someone like could really go as far as to as to almost hurt me or you know attack me um what's stopping me from just doing whatever i want like there's i felt like it was a near-death experience so in that moment i was like you know what i'm just gonna do whatever i want so right right after that happened i started like making music in my kitchen and freestyling and all this stuff and um and then that kind of opened up like this channel of me learning all different parts of myself. And because I feel like music is able to bring out, um, I'm able to express myself with music in a way that I can't with any other channel of expression. It's, it's very unique for me. So that kind of opened up this like portal of getting to know like what is really inside my head and it all would just like come out through music. And um, even though I don't do it as much as I was doing it last year, now, like, I really like expressing myself through my Instagram, uh, making videos, stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely still a process. But at the same time, it's for me being having creative outlets allows me to discover who I really am. And I feel like I'm able to to, like, create the person I want to be through these creative outlets. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's still a process, but uh, I'm excited to like create even more things. So. Oh, that's incredible! That's incredible. So, yeah, music is so powerful, right? Because even there are like these vibrational resonances to music, right? It's all like frequency, and we are like beings of energy and frequency. And so, I feel like there's even more happening with music than we even realize. Yeah, I feel like we could never fully understand. It's like, I don't know how, about you or like how common it is to feel this, but I can feel music through my entire body, you know, like you, you just feel it, like you become with one with the music. And it just like creates this whole new channel of expression that like, I just didn't know was possible before I started doing it. So it's, it's pretty amazing. That does sound amazing. And do you also find that it helps you with, so you're talking about expressing yourself and your creativity. Do you find it also helps with expressing like emotion and allowing yourself to release emotion? Yeah, that was another thing. Like it, for me, it was this new way of releasing trauma. It was um, because before I started making my YouTube videos, I was doing music and through the music, again, I was talking a lot about relationships and like that was the main topic on my mind. The main trauma that I needed to release was through, you know, my relationships. And so I ended up um, making a lot of songs about uh, just like the pain I had gone through or just the, the stored up feelings 
I had for these people that needed to be released. And then I would notice as soon as I would turn something into a song, like I would turn one of my stories and one of my, my history into a song, I felt like um, it, ha it had been released and I, I didn't feel the need to, to dwell on it as much. Like I would, it, it was honestly like I had just let it go because I had expressed it through a song and like I would listen to the song over and over and I would just feel so empowered by it because I was like, wow, I, it was as if I had managed to take the trauma out of my body and put it into a song. And so it didn't live inside of me anymore. It lived in this piece of music. And um, so that was like, yeah, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> I love how you just explained that. I feel like that's the definition of the artistic process, right? It's like how much, how many times has just incredible, beautiful art come from pain and emotion, right? It, it is, it's like literally transmuting all of that into something that you can then be like, hey, world, look, I made a thing. <laughs> yeah, and isn't it crazy? Like, I feel like the, the more we express, like share our feelings and trauma with other people, whether that is through, um, video or art or music you it's almost as if the act of sharing it alone releases the trauma you know like because I, I i believe that we're just we're all one we're all one entity that have been split into multiple beings right so it's almost as if like the more you share your trauma it it kind of like um disperses it distributes it among the, the rest of the world so that it's not just you holding on to it. It's being shared with others and they're able to learn from it and be inspired by it. So just the act of having a creative outlet, it, it's the sharing aspect, I think, that really does it. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about, right? So like, because you can create and have it just be there for yourself and not share it, right? Which can be so powerful for yourself, but thinking about sharing it and we're all connected and we're all one and we're all fractals of the whole, which means there's so many other people who have experienced the same trauma and experienced the same thing. And it's like sharing it as adding to the healing of like the entire collective. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I wasn't looking at it that way, but that's like, that's totally true. Um, Cause I, I think that's why we go through pain and struggle in the first place is so that we can share that pain with others and help heal the collective and like show other people that it's possible to heal from it and yeah that's that's amazing I didn't, I, it's a great way to look at it yeah absolutely i feel like it's very similar to what you're saying um and so yeah when you talk about finding like meaning from what you've been through so that's what you're talking about is really being able to share and inspire others mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's my responsibility to inspire others and to help others work through their trauma, because I feel like I've just been through so many ups and downs, so many emotional struggles, and I've always loved expressing myself creatively uh, or just even vocalizing what I've been through, um, and I love writing too, so because I have all these channels of expression and I've been through it myself, like it is my responsibility to share it and to help other people 
and I feel like it's it's my only true purpose at this point in my life. Um, and yeah, it's it's incredibly fulfilling to me to realize that my stories can help others. And like, so anytime I get a comment or a DM of people telling me that I've helped them or like helped them see something differently, it just makes my day because that's my purpose, you know? Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to find so much meaning in that and to find so much empowerment in that, right? Because otherwise we can stay stuck in it and think there's something wrong with us or we can make beautiful things with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so what were the, you said you had a, like a spiritual awakening um, and that you're really into sort of like higher consciousness and whatnot. So um, you've already talked about like oneness and whatnot. Like, are there other spiritual principles that have really helped you on your journey? Yeah, I'd say the, the very first principle that really helped me, I don't know if you've read uh, Brian Weiss books, about past lives Um, but like I got really into his books and I just he he basically would hypnotize all his patients or his clients and regress them back to their past lives and he helped them find meaning for you know their current reality and like why they are where they are today and it had a lot to do with their past lives And as soon as I found, like, got really into that, um, it just really made me realize that life is so much bigger than just this one lifetime or the one struggle that you're currently going through. Like, life life is eternal and we are eternal and we've most likely, all of us have already lived, like, hundreds of lives before. This isn't our first time. And just realizing that and the whole process of ascension and how like um, karmic debts and how that plays out across the lifetimes and um, you know the common themes like your biggest struggle is is your biggest purpose but also um, we tend to like struggle through the exact same things with each lifetime and uh, yeah I've just the whole spiritual awakening happened right around that time when I was realizing that. And then I would get like these crazy dreams about which I could only assume were my past lives. Um, Even though I've never been hypnot, like regressed to a past life, I would kind of get them through dreams instead. And then I started uh, noticing like third eye openings. I would get like intense pressure here and I would start, having these like visions not visions but it was more like um I would see things because the third eye was open and it was almost as if I was accessing these other dimensions of reality through the third eye so yeah everything just started happening like dominoes after I learned about past lives wow that's beautiful and so I love that you have both right like you're both really focusing on yourself and your self-expression really honoring yourself while also being able to zoom out and look at like wow like life is so much bigger than the little things I'm going through you know I feel like when we can expand our minds to be able to both look at like what do I need and also wow look at the whole big vast universe and how tiny I am right it's like it's so 
I think it's so powerful to be able to hold both of those at the same time, because then you, you expand like your emotional bandwidth and your emotional intelligence, and you're able to have more, I feel like compassion and empathy. And I just, I think that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like a dichotomy. Like you, you have to see life from a bigger picture. um, But at the same time, you can't get so wrapped up in the bigger picture that you forget about right here right now and (laughs) taking care of yourself so it's like there's there has to be a balance but once you do open your eyes up to the bigger picture it changes everything like it I really became a different person after that it sounds like once you're able to do that it almost gave you more permission to be able to do what you wanted to do yeah like all of it 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 was very empowering because all of a sudden I felt like you know, I really did have a purpose um, because before before I even learned about past lives or spirituality, I truly felt like I didn't have much of a purpose. To me, my only purpose was finding love, like that, like being in a relationship. That was my only purpose. Um, but then once I got into like higher consciousness, I was like, wait a minute, my soul chose to be here, like it came here with a mission to complete, complete the mission, you know, and I have to figure out what that mission is. And I have to, like, that's my responsibility. Like I, I just became so empowered and, and purposeful. And I, in, that's when I just stopped caring, like what people think of me and whether people like me or not, because the only thing that mattered was like, like my soul's mission. And yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's so empowering to like, know like you're here on purpose, right? Like we have a purpose and we're here on purpose. We chose to be here. There's a reason that we're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the most empowering thing you can realize. Yeah, absolutely. So what is it, um, what do your practices look like now? Like for self-love, like when you need, Um, a reminder of self-love when you're going through something difficult how do you handle it um what I like to do is I try to just meditate regularly so that I don't get too like stressed out because I used to be the kind of person that I would let all the frustration bottle up inside of me and then it would explode and I'd get really stressed so now I'm a lot calmer because um and things just don't get to me as much anymore because I'll, I'll, I try to just go within and meditate or do hypnosis um, or I'll just like burn some sage. Um, and also I would say like tapping into your inner child is very, very helpful. Like I, I would get these like these nice coloring books and just lay on the floor with like my, my multicolor light bulbs like changing and I would just like color and roll around on the floor or like put a cartoon on. And I feel like that really helps me because there's always been a part of me as as, when I was a child, I felt like I didn't have permission to express myself, right? So every now and then I like tapping back into that child and just allowing her to express herself however she wants. Cause I, I didn't really get the chance to as a kid. So that really helps me today. Oh, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. I actually was just writing a post today about inner child work. And 
you know, it's almost like there's so many, we talk about inner child work a lot, but I feel like it needs to be talked about so much more even. It's just one of the most powerful, like healing and self-expression and getting to know ourself tools that's out there. Yeah. Cause like the way I see it is because I don't believe in like past, present and future, everything is just happening right, right now. I believe that when you do tap into your inner child, you really are kind of like crossing over into the dimension of that child's life. And you are actually helping her in the present moment because it's just happening right now. So you are like giving her those forms of expression that she may not have. And I just think it's crazy like how we can tap into other dimensions of ourselves and help like your future and past self, you know, it's, it's really amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, it really is. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Cause I've heard it talked about, like, it's like a, it's like time is like um, a spiral or like a circle. Right. And so like when we go back and we heal the past, we're changing the future. And it's like, we can access all these different times and dimensions. Right. I love how you talked about it as being like different dimensions because it's all <laughs> happening now anyways. And yeah. it's truly like, time travel <laughs> oh it's it's so wild but i'm pretty sure we can time travel like it, we're just like that's we're just that magical like it's um because yeah that's how i see it i see it as di dimension hopping and or even when i said i was having those visions as a 10 year old i think that was just me getting a glimpse into the present this present dimension like i was able to see it as a kid as well um, so yeah, yeah, life is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> life is crazy. Yeah, I absolutely believe in all of that. I think it's incredible. And it's really cool when we can look back, right? Because I think when we're little, we don't really even understand what we're seeing. We're just like, oh, this is cool, right? And then later, we're like, whoa, how incredibly profound was that? Yeah, like it, you don't realize even before you have your spiritual awakening, you realize, wait, my whole life has been a spiritual journey. I just didn't realize it up until this point. Absolutely, right? It's not like we weren't a spiritual being until we were yeah. like, oh. <laughs> until we realized it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, awesome. So uh, if people are looking to like connect with you and your beautiful work and your beautiful messages, um, so you have an Instagram and a YouTube channel. And so what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram is subliminal earth. And, um, I, I might be changing the name sometime soon, <laughs> but it will be this for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'll, I'll link it that way in case it changes. I think it'll still link to the right one. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, true. And, uh, the YouTube it's called CJ Sundays. CJ Sundays? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. And so what is your YouTube? Is it um, music or is it mostly sharing stories? And sharing it's, it's like, yeah, stories of my life or I'll try to have like, I'll basically try to form my story into a lesson for people to learn or just giving people tips on um, like higher consciousness, relationships, uh, self-love. So I that's what I try to form all the videos around. Awesome. Okay. And then, so the one last thing I'd love to ask you is if you were talking to 
um, a woman in the place that you were when you were at your rock bottom, um, you know, when you were going through like a lot of pain, even inflicting self-pain, like what would you want to tell her? I would say like all the all the love that you're looking for, that you're so desperate for, it lives inside of you. Like that's, that's your starting point. Like you will never be able to find love through another person. I mean, they can add to the love you already have, but the love that you are looking for is inside of you. And the more you keep trying to find it through these external sources, the further and further you're going to get away from your true self and from your higher self. And um, also that you just, you create your own reality. Everything is energy. Uh, you, the, I, I didn't know all of this stuff before. So I, there's like a lot I would tell my, my younger self. I have a whole book for her. <laughs> but yeah, really just the self-love thing. Uh, that was like the major thing for me that I, I didn't know really. So. And what would you say for her would be her first step towards self-love? Definitely to just stop dating or being in relationships and to just focus on making yourself happy, doing whatever makes you happy, expressing your pain through creative outlets, um, reading self-help books, because I already loved reading anyway. Um, and just, yeah, just doing what, what makes you happy. I feel like that was something I would never allow myself to do. I was too worried what people would think of me. Um, so really just to say, you know, don't worry about that. Like, it doesn't matter what people think of you. Um, yeah. It sounds like, like allowing yourself to do what you really want to do and to get to know yourself and express yourself. Yeah. 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 Giving yourself permission to do that because again, like I felt like I, I did, I didn't give myself permission to express anything because I was so used to bottling it up. So yeah. That's such a beautiful message. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on so much. You have such an inspirational story um, that I sure, I'm sure will resonate with a lot of listeners. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. So such a nice conversation. Good, I'm so glad. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at the Courage Rising podcast, where stories change lives. And don't forget to check out our free Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash Courage Rising podcast. See you next week, my loves.